What's up and welcome in everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us for the fourth quarter. This is the Stretch Four. We are the Bulls Outcast. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. That's John. Following us on Hot Mike. Maybe you're watching on that Foul on Bulls YouTube channel. Maybe you're watching us on Facebook Live. Welcome in wherever you are. Just a reminder at the top of the show, tips are always welcome and appreciated. Go ahead and use that tip button or... Maybe you want to join and give us some of your thoughts on tonight's game. For a small donation to us hosts, you can hit that hot mic button and request to join the broadcast with us. Share some of your thoughts with us and your fellow Bulls fans. So, gentlemen, the Bulls end their losing streak after that loss against the Blazers that made me briefly contemplate taking my own life. Um, I bounced back. So did the Bulls. 110-102 against our old pals uh, Taj and Tibbs. This is a, like this is a no joke Knicks team. I, I came into tonight thinking the Bulls should win this game, despite the Knicks having two more wins than we did. But this was a winnable game on your home floor. You've been playing like dog shit too much this season at home. I was looking for a good bounce back win tonight after a devastating loss on Saturday. The Bulls, despite some shakiness in that fourth quarter, held on enough to get it done. Big day of initial thoughts. Yeah, everything you just said was was perfect. Um, this is how you wanted to bounce back from this. After that tough loss against Golden State, they went on a little winning streak. Um, and I wanted to see if they could do the same thing uh, after that tough loss against Portland. Because, again, in the past, those tough losses, it was just, you know, domino effect. You know, everything was falling and it was just over. So just to come back and to be resilient. And to still come out here and put in that effort against pretty much the best defensive team in the league outside of the, of the Lakers. It was good to see, man. It was just really good to see. They played well. I like how everybody just did what they're supposed to do. So, And when it came time, when it was money time, you give it to your best player, who was Zach Levine, who was kind of chilling for three quarters. He was kind of relaxing. You know, he wasn't shooting very well. Um, but in that fourth quarter, when you needed it and you had to have it, there was Zach Levine for you. So, yeah, you let your other guys carry you, which was Lowry Marketing, who I'm sure we'll get into. But, yeah, Zach Levine in that fourth quarter, you put him in and you go and you win the ball game. That's what happened. John? Fantastic. I mean, and these losses weren't – I think I'm, I was shocked at your level of despair from by getting beat on a Dame last second shot. I was <laughs> shocked by that. Like, I think that's insane. I think you need to – like, there's no way that was that crushing. <laughs> there's no fucking just, way that a, fe- a j- late January game <laughs> against a, against one of the greatest clutch shooters in the world hits a rant. Like, come on. That wasn't a heartbreaker. We got screwed. There's a if, difference. If, if something like that doesn't break your heart, then are you really a fan? I mean, come break on. Break your heart. You, it took you days to get over it. It's regular season. <laughs> But I I think like Big Dave was kind of saying something similar while we watched the fourth quarter. It's been so long since Bulls fans have even been there. I understand. Be in a position to get your heart crushed on a game winning. Be happy you're there. That's you're you're proving my point. Is what I'm saying. No, but but John, it's like you. How they say, act like you've been there before. He hadn't been there before. He hadn't been there before. (laughs) He doesn't. He didn't know how to act in that way. I think we have. I think we've been before. I've been there, just not in a long time. No, 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 not with this. Not with this <laughs> recently. You ain't been there, though. Not, not since this this three thing has started happening. No, that, no you, you, oh, you, you guys have, yeah, you guys have been there better more than anybody. <laughs> yes, there. <laughs> you guys, you guys have like, like you, you have property up there. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else just rents. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, yeah. so maybe, maybe that's how it feels. Out. 
but I, I, I felt like this team has been competitive and good in like way a huge improvement for what we've seen the last two years. And this wasn't a great win. I think this was a, if you don't win this, I think then this is like, okay, what are we doing here? This is the Knicks. They're competitive. They're good. And it was great to see them figure it out in the fourth quarter and go, oh, we got this. We got this. Like there was no, no like stupid mistakes except for some Kobe stuff. I mean, there, there were some bad turnovers there late in the fourth quarter. There were, but like not late, late. I'm talking about like game changing right. end of fourth quarter. And, and on that point, the Bulls finished tonight with 12 turnovers, which isn't like great, but compared to their season average, compared to some of these games that they've lost that are winnable games where not only do you have late game turnovers, but you look in the, the final columns of, of turnovers says like 20 plus. Mm. And you're like, oh, oh, that's why we lost. Also, the fact that so far this season, the Bulls in seven of their 18 games have given up 25 points off of turnovers to their points. opponent. So more than a third of the games they had played coming into tonight, the Bulls had given their opponents 25 free points off of their turnovers. So to see a number like 12, you're like, oh. okay, that's manageable. And especially tonight, we were talking a little bit about Zach with some of those clutch buckets in the fourth quarter. My favorite thing about Zach's stat line tonight, quiet night, one turnover. Mm. He had, in those losses, the Lakers, the Celtics, and then the Blazers, three straight games, Zach had six turnovers. And that was like an alarm bell going off. We love Zach. We love the offensive efficiency. We were just talking about that amazing month of January he had where he put up numbers that nobody else in the NBA has ever done other than Steph Curry in a calendar mm-hmm. NBA month. But the turnovers were always just like, you know, the the big growing ugly pimple on the face of a beautiful person. And I'm really glad that despite being quiet offensively tonight, he was efficient, 8 of 16, 3 of 6 downtown, one turnover. Mm. Uh, Matt Marlin says, how are you going to be in this chat the whole night with that mustache and not say doubles one time? <laughs> because the super fans are an outdated, overused thing that we need to <laughs> oh on from. I love it. Hey, Matt. Matt, I'm with you on this. Matt, I'm with That's you on this. Especially <laughs> considering that that entire like, series of characters and sketch was based off of idolizing a guy who, yes, was the Bears head coach the one and only time they won a Super Bowl. But in reality... Is a gigantic piece of shit of a human being. So we need to stop with the whole Ditka shit. I love right? it. I love this. As a this, city, yeah. we need to move the fuck on. I'm here yeah, for this. I'm here yeah, for this. You hear that, Marlon? This, you did this, sir. That's I'm what happens, man. I'm here for it. Happens, I'm here this is what for happens, it. man. <laughs> this is what happens. You like that? This is what happens. What I, 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 I like at the end of this game that Zach Levine said, oh, I'm the best player on the court. Yeah. Yeah, oh. and, and, and in that fourth quarter is when it had to happen. I'm the best guy. Yeah, and that's when you wanted that because, like you said, he was struggling. Like, he wasn't shooting well. Let's see what his number. I mean, 21, 5, and 3. And even his, even, and what's crazy is even his struggling, he was still shooting 50% from the field. But he was, he shot, what, 8 of 16. But it was when it was money time. That's when you got to have it. That's when you put, put it on the line. And you put it on your best player to do it. And I said it while, during that, the time we were watching the fourth, he never looked scared of the moment. Like, it never looks too big for him. He can't wait to take those shots. He's like, oh, from half court? Yup. Three seconds left? Yeah, sure, I'll pull up and shoot it. Like, it doesn't even phase him. He doesn't even think about it. He just reacts to it. And that's what you want in your best player, man. Like, 
that gives you confidence, you know? Like you feel a comfort level when you got that kind of guy on your team and it's a five-point game. You're like, oh, I got Zach out there. We'll be okay. I, I agree. Uh, I completely agree. All right, gentlemen. Now that we have touched on the night that Zach had, let's what? move to the player who, for the second game in a row, paced the Bulls with 30 points. I'm just going to say this. Followed up a 31-point game with a 30-point game. But because I've decided that I have to start talking shit about Lowry in order for him to play well, here's my problem. He entered that fourth quarter with 30 points, and he finished with 30 points. It looked like there were so many opportunities for Lowry to hit a big three when the Bulls needed him to hit a big shot when that lead was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And he just, I don't know if his legs got tired or his arms got tired or whatever, but Lowry's throwing up some bricks and looked kind of gassed there in the fourth. So, mm -hmm. yay, Lowry, golf clap. But God damn it, Lowry, I need better from you in the fourth quarter. You know why I love what you're doing, Matt? What you're doing is what I have called the Dirk treatment. Because this is exactly how I was doing Dirk Nowitzki all those years. When he would come out and he would have those games and he have 30, I'm like, he should have had 45. And, and I love it. And this is exactly the treatment I was giving him. And when he reached that pinnacle, a tear in this eye came out because I knew that he was ready and he was the man and he had reached that mountain peak. So, yes, I am all for that criticism that you're throwing at Lowry right now. I, I didn't even want to say it in that third quarter because I was just thinking in my head the entire time, oh, my God, he should have 40. Oh, my God, he should have 40 points. He's going to have 40 points tonight, and I'm going to talk so much crap when he gets 40 points tonight. But he did not reach that. He didn't reach that 40 points in that fourth quarter, and he sat out uh, a while. It was the most rest he got during that entire game was in that fourth quarter. You know, That was the most rest he got. So I don't know if that has something to do with it or not, but it shouldn't. Because he got wide open looks from that three point line, wide and I mean, I just wanted that backbreaker, and it, and they were like those wide open, like, oh, this is where the, Tibbs is about to call the timeout because he just hit this back breaking three to put this game kind of you know out of reach and put some momentum on it, and I and oh, he just could not come through and hit that. But yes, he scored thirty, and he was going inside, and he wasn't just shooting threes out there; he was tough. And it, doing the things Matt and I complained about last game that he wouldn't do, just going inside and, and realizing he's seven feet tall. He recognized it tonight, and he tried to play a little bit of defense on Julius Randle, which is a very tall task because Julius Randle is having an amazing year. But Larry didn't play scared. He played up to his talents tonight, but you got to have 40 in these kind of moments. you got to get 40. Before we go to John, uh, Marlon agrees with you, Dave, said, Matt, he was working, actually trying on defense against Randle in the fourth. So, yes, yeah. he was putting an imprint on the fourth quarter, and maybe that also explained why his legs were a little tired on some of those last three-point attempts because, to his credit, he did have some solid defensive uh, possessions against Randall late in that game. John, your thoughts on Lowry tonight? Uh, I mean, God, he got 30. He crushed it. And then those shots in the fourth that he missed were good shots. They weren't dumb. They weren't forced. They were in the flow of the offense. It was the right basketball play. He just happened to miss him, and he played stellar D. What are we doing? We we can, these people can't win, even when they win. <laughs> we say say it, man. you haven't done he enough for me. One. He's the giving tree. He gives us his branches, <laughs> and we say, "Great, I build a house." But now I want to move away. Here, take it, my trunk. Make a boat. <laughs> Look, C Dub says it here. Like I just want one timeout three from Lowry. 
That just that that bad breaker, man. That's what I was waiting for. That bad breaker. I know. That's 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 all I want. And I will say this: he shoots a lot more than Dirk does. (laughs) Fair, yeah. (laughs) We we had to beg Dirk to shoot at that age. Yeah, Yeah. I had to beg him. Yes, but I I I think. (laughs) He's you. You have two bona fide thirty-point scores who can stretch the floor and score inside and out. That is right. pretty good. Who are under twenty-five or twenty-five and under? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted the the more of it. Like I understand. Exactly I understand. Going- and you're right. He did go. It's it's the you want him. He he wilts in under big pressure, right? Like that's what. Besides that, like MSG game, like yeah. Which he, he I mean, kind of like fades. tonight we saw the. Lowry, who plays the Knicks, and the maybe we're getting geared up for February Lowry. Like it looked like mm. MSG Lowry and February 2019 Lowry. Those yeah. of us who are the believers, those are the ones that were like, "Yeah, that guy. Remember that yeah. guy? Remember yeah, that fella. guy? And, you know, <laughs> kudos yeah. to our boy Jason Goff, who we." Love and miss very much. Um, he's doing a great job post game right now with our other pal Will Purdue. But he he had a tweet tonight that was like, "This is what Lowry should look like every single night." And yeah. I was like, "Yes, yes, yeah." It's a matter of how he's used and how aggressive he is being himself. Which mm-hmm. gentlemen leads me to my next question for both of you. I know we were talking on Saturday night about another near triple double for the. Sad old vet off the bench. <laughs> Tonight again, 13, 8, and 8 from Thad Young in 31 bench minutes. We were talking about his trade value on Saturday. And hey, mm-hmm. a quality veteran, well respected, well liked everywhere he's been in this league, and could provide some serious, solid front court depth to playoff bound teams before that March deadline. Tonight, I thought of a counterpoint to that, which is. This Bulls team that is so lacking in competent point guard play right now, mm-hmm. a teammate who is setting up Lowry with his best looks, whether it's Lowry moving and cutting off the ball and a teammate finding him, or Lowry curling off of screens and getting direct pinpoint passes right into his catch-and-shoot shooting pocket from the high post, is that young. Mm-hmm. That young is Lowry's best teammate right now. When it comes to Lowry being a player who like needs help getting into his spots to get his looks and get his offensive game going. Is it crazy that I had a thought tonight that was like, maybe the Bulls should try and keep that for another couple of years on like a you know a modest veteran contract so that he can be out there helping Lowry blossom into the star that we believe he can be? Am I crazy for thinking yes, that tonight? You're insane. Just get an actual point guard. <laughs> Don't rely on this old injury prone. Three, four, who get, who who's averaged a career high or career average like four point three assists, like like get someone who actually can pass, like just because yeah. he's the best. See, right, he's the best passer on this team. Mm-hmm. Right, Matt, I, Matt. It's the same thing as I talked about, but he's good. Uh, last game, that Denzel Valentine being the best passer on your team not is a not thing. a great thing. Not a good. It's thing. not a great thing. When he's the number eight player on there, him being, that the being anything, like that being that awesome is great. Right. He's been he's been good and things like that. But like John said, you just go get a point guard, right? Like, go get a point guard who can do these kind of things, and then yeah, he can go about about his merry business. But yeah, kudos to what he's been doing. 
He's been awesome. He's been really awesome. Brandon Which, has a great point. Sorry, he says we would be tap dancing if Wendell was putting up 13, 8, and 8 routinely. Oh my God. He would, we would. We would we'd be saying all star material. How could you right. not? Mm-hmm. If he were doing that instead of Thad, absolutely. And maybe that's yep. something that Wendell can still become a guy who. You know, like, what was his comp? His comp was always Al Horford, a big mm-hmm. who, in addition to being able to do some things offensively, was also a really efficient guy as a facilitator, as somewhat of a point center, a point forward, and somebody who's really good at finding looks for his teammates operating out of the post, whether it be the low post or the high post. And so mm-hmm. I wasn't actually advocating for that. It was like, it was just sort of a, a, a recognition moment of mine to be like, Oh God! Wait, did I just think that it was a good idea to keep that around so that we can get Lowry good looks? Wait, yeah. no. All that means is, for the love of God, this team needs a point guard. <laughs> and, and man, they they need a point guard. There were several plays um, where I saw where off of those pick and rolls where I was like, "Oh man, a point guard lobs that one. That's an easy lob to Daniel Gafford. That's an easy lob to Lowry marking it." But those plays weren't being made because you don't have that facilitator out there who has that mindset yet. Like we said, uh, Kobe White, his facilitating comes from scoring. If he's scoring, then he's a pretty solid facilitator at that. And he didn't play bad, um, except in that fourth quarter, of course. But he had 13, four, and six assists. Um, Bobby, what do you have? Four turnovers. But 13, four, and six is solid. That's a solid output by um, Kobe White. But his scoring is what you know, fuels that facilitating for him. So if he's got 25, then you're going to see, you know, different kind of looks out there on the floor. Then he starts recognizing players are moving and guys are getting open, you know, and cuts are being made. And then he get those eight assists and things like that. So he's got to score, which means you got to get a better facilitator. That's all that means right now, because he's still kind of learning that position. (laughs) Brandon said, put Felicio at the point, you cowards. No look passes for days. (laughs) You cowards. Great use uh, of cowards. No, no, no Felicio in the rotation tonight. Um, no. You know, maybe G- Gafford was able to, for the most part, stay out of foul trouble. I, he did finish the game with four fouls um, in his 22 minutes. But, you know, Gafford gave good minutes when he did. And then I yeah. think other than that, um, you know, Donovan just relied on 31 minutes from Thad. And he, he also, you know, Played Lowry a hefty dose tonight, 34 minutes, and then just mm-hmm. some smaller lineups with, you know, Temple out there for 25, Otto for 18. Um, that, that is another thing, just going back to Lowry for a quick second, that I think, like, might just be something that we assume is a given. But when I see 34 minutes for Lowry tonight, I'm like, oh, that's a lot. And it's like, it shouldn't be a lot for <laughs> your – fourth-year player playing on a contract year at the end of his rookie-scale deal, who you are hoping is a cornerstone to build with, 34 should be like, yes, every night you're playing 34 to 36 minutes. Mm -hmm. But last season, how many nights did we see, uh, you know, we we go look at the box score at the end of the night and be like, wait, is this right? Lowry played 22 minutes? What the what? Yeah, yeah, we want more. He has to be out there more. He's too good. He's got to be on the floor. And, and how do you expect him to get going if he's only playing 22 minutes? He's got to get going, man. He, I mean, he was going in that first quarter, man. Like, I was so excited. He had 12 in the first quarter. He had, what, 20 in at, at uh, halftime or 23 at halftime. Finished with 30 in the third. Like, And he came out of that third quarter draining threes. Like, 
he was feeling good. And then when he finally got some rest in the fourth quarter, he kind of cooled off. But like you said, he was trying to play defense too against Julius Randle. So I'm sure that's why a lot of those pretty good were too. Yeah, pretty good defense. He absolutely was. He he figured things out. His feet, his footwork changed in that second half because he was on his he was on his toes in that first half when he was going against Julius Randle. But he had more of a base and more of a base and was moving his feet very well in that second half. So he did really well defensively, I thought, in that second half. But yeah, Lowry, man, it's about Lowry. Like when Lowry's playing well, everything just feels and looks a little bit different. And it doesn't matter if Zach takes a break. You know what I mean? As long as he comes back in that fourth and does what he does. Lowry sucks. I mean, I love it. Soft as hell. And, yes. And useless. Yes. Um, all right, guys. So we have this team again on Wednesday night. What do you think Tibbs is going to try and do differently this time around? Um, because you, you know, Tibbs will watch this 48 minutes of basketball probably 20 times between now and Wednesday night. And I think for the most part, the Bulls did a good job of outside of a big night from Randall, 23, 11, and 7. But that's like about what he's been averaging this season. So they didn't let him go crazy, which is what I was worried about, especially in the absence of Wendell. This Bulls front court has struggled defensively in these recent right. games. So you kept Randall in check. Nobody right. else was – I mean, like, Burks and Quickly both had quality nights for them off the bench, 18 and 16, respectively. I, I mean, I mean, John, like, if you're Tibbs and if you're Donovan, what about this game is going to change on Wednesday night? I think Tibbs is going to try to get the ball out of Lord Marketing's hand and, and make him be a passer. That's what I would mm. say. Um, I don't think Donovan really changes much. It's like you expect Kobe to get hotter. You expect Zach Levine to warm up sooner. But I do think – Lowry was the thing you should adjust for if I was Tim, but also he's much smarter. (laughs) (laughs) What an insane sentence. It's going to, it's going to be interesting to watch how they play those pick and rolls um, Wednesday, because that that's kind of how Lowry was getting so wide open for those threes is everybody just went with the ball every time, Uh, whether it was Kobe or whether it was Zach, everybody went with the ball. So I don't think they'll be doing that as much. I don't know. But I don't think they'll do that as much. So guys like Kobe, you know, he's got to have a better game because if they're not doing that that much, that means you're getting that one-on-one defense or those guys are switching on you. You'll have a bigger defender, which means you can go by him. So he's got to have a better game scoring. I'm not even looking at his facilitating for next game. He's got to have a better game scoring because the facilitating will follow if he's giving me 25. So I'm, I'm looking at him to have a better game if that adjustment is made on loud. Uh, we got some interesting ideas in the comments. Marlon said, Tibbs has a plan, Keith Bogans. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, he's going to put Taj on Lowry. Oh, I would love to see old man Taj playing some defense out there on Wednesday. He actually Dude. got some run for them when uh, Nerlens Noel had been down recently. So we'll, we'll see oh. if Taj gets in there on Wednesday. I would love to see Taj on the UC floor one more time. One last Why time, not? just like the Hamilton song. Um, guys, one last quick thought on the Knicks here before we get out. I was curious to see. We only saw nine minutes of it, and I was not all that impressed. Do we think that Obi Toppin has not looked great so far this year because he was an aging rookie who had a great college career at a meh program against meh competition and was overhyped? 
do we think he's not looking great as a rookie because Tibbs doesn't trust and doesn't play rookies, as I said, nine minutes tonight? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Go ahead, John. I mean, sorry, it's a one it's it's a one minute mass game reaction that will be topping. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's not playing because Julius Randle's their best player and they're kind of similar, right? Like it's like Julius Randle's having a career year and, and they're both like stout stretch fours that aren't super tall, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's in, but I think what we he hopefully he's pretty good, but I just think it's it's just real estate of you have you have you have the best version of him on the team. <laughs> <laughs> already he's right yeah. but i i don't know i think i i also will say it's a combo but i mean Thib, thibs doesn't like rookies he's never liked rookies like ever in the history of t- like i'm I'm shocked they'll be topping is getting nine minutes to be honest with I know, right. rose really oh, he, he, I, the fact that rose couldn't win him over then no one's winning him over <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah you know what i mean like he, he came in and luckily he wasn't there during rose's rookie year so that that helped a lot. That's true. <laughs> but you I saw what he did, at least. Yeah, I know, I know, but it still didn't matter. It yeah. still didn't matter to him. Yeah, he I, don't care. He doesn't nine care. minutes for Toppin tonight is nine more than Chris Dunn played his rookie year in Minnesota. That's for sure. Oh my god, Chris Dunn. That is for sure. That is for sure. But yeah, I I think he'll get a chance. I mean, he Thibs is like you got to prove it. Like that's just always how he's been. Like you got to prove. You got to show me that you're coming to work. You're coming to work. You do your job, and then we'll, if you want to play, we'll play. Like, I'm, man, he makes – never heard another person who makes play sound like work. Yeah. Like, every time yep. he says play, That's it sounds so like – right. Oh, my God. Work when he says it, man. You want to play or you'll play. I'm like, I don't want to play. Like, we good. I, like, I mean, at the same time, Dave, his catchphrase is do your job. That's his phrase. It's a job. That's it. It's not your job. It's a freaking job. Um, John, good Clock luck in. to you your Mavs and looks it's like 11, we got a, 11 we got a point Mavs lead with 10 seconds left. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish For, you nothing but the best as you try and break your losing streak. Five, five, five losses. The Bulls, the Bulls broke theirs tonight. We'll try and make oh, yeah. a row on Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Well, just as a reminder, you can always catch these Outcast episodes as podcasts after the fact if you miss any of these live on that Bowl on Bulls podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, Also, subscribe to that Bowl on Bulls YouTube channel for alerts when we go live there. Check us out on Facebook Live. Shout out to our fans in the Philippines and here on Hot Mike as well. For Big David John, I'm Matt. Have a great night. See you on Wednesday. Be red. Be good. Peace out.